So they took Jesus, and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew, Golgotha. There the soldiers crucified him. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour.
only wine to drink mingled with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. What's the matter, King Jesus? Don't you like our royal wine? Anyone who has such a fine robe as this must have the best of everything. Boy, will that robe look good on me. On who? I'm captain of the guard. If anybody gets that robe, it's me. Why you? I have seniority here. It belongs to me. Give it here. Watch out, you'll tear it. Wait! There is only one way to decide who shall wear the king's robe. We will cast lots for it. Okay, but I'm first. The ground is shaking. It's an earthquake. The rocks are split. What's going on? What does this mean? We have just crucified the Son of God. The lights go out on the scene of the soldiers. The soldiers who were there when they crucified our Lord. Don't you think it's most ironic that these soldiers, people who had heard our Lord speak but maybe only seven times in that from the cross, or they might have heard him three times in the unfair trials of the preceding night, but they really didn't know this man. They even had to help have help from Judas Iscariot to have him pointed out to them and they went to arrest him in the garden. They didn't know Jesus. And they really didn't want to put him to death. They wanted to play with him, make fun of him, gamble over his clothing, get whatever they could from him. Perhaps make fun of him, but kill him? No. But why? These are the people who really executed our Lord. Why? If they did not know him? Why did they do it? They did it because they're soldiers. And a soldier's task is to do a job. Don't ask questions. Just do your job. Be obedient. Be loyal. Do your work. So, not wanting to, but nevertheless to fulfill their job. They crucified our Lord. The earth shook. The thunder clapped. The foundations were broken. And only one of them knew what was going on. The rest just wondered what was happening. Things haven't changed much, have they, since we saw the Lord crucified. There are many people in the world today who really don't hate Jesus, nor do they love him. Or they want to take his name in vain. They want to poke fun at people who follow him. They want to see him do tricks. They want to get everything they can from him. But they really don't want to see him die. 
จะเป็นเดินนาทีเป็นวอร์เป็นเพื่อนเป็นเรื่องดีเป็นคำถามคำถามของคนที่อยู่ในโลกนี้ The world may be shaking, thunder clapping, foundations crumbling, but they just keep on playing, playing as they crucify our Lord. To such people who are so close to the cross, the people who are the closest and who really actually executed our Lord, our Lord had only these words to say to them: "Father." For they know what they do. The soldiers were there on that first Black Friday when they crucified our Lord. I wonder how many of us could be soldiers or called soldiers when we come together tonight on this Good Friday. Yes, the soldiers were there when they crucified our Lord. But there are others there as well. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him to Pilate, the governor. <laughs> What accusation do you bring against this man? We bound this man for burning our country and forbidding us to pay tribute to Caesar, and saying that he himself was Christ, the Lord. So what? Take yourselves and judge by your own law. But it is not lawful for us to put any man to death. He stirs up the people throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. Are you king of the Jews? Jesus Christ to be crucified by the soldiers. 
He's the one who gave permission. He was the only one who was allowed to give permission for death by crucifixion. Pilate, the Roman procurator there in Judea, the one who had the jurisdiction of those people and who reported only to Caesar himself. The Pilate. He was a good man. But like so many rulers and politicians, he wanted to do what was right, but he was always tempted to do the expedient thing. And those Jewish religious people brought Jesus, hoping that Pilate would crucify him and order that crucifixion. Pilate knew that they had not a sound case. They had the three charges on our Lord. One, he stirs up the people. Disorderly conduct charge. Two, trying to get people not to pay taxes, perhaps tax evasion. And three, claims to be Christ the King. Impersonation. Those are the only three charges that the civil court could accept. And not one of them, or all in total, would be enough to put a man in death. The planet was in spot, you see. He didn't really care for the Jews, but his job depended upon it. He didn't want Caesar finding some uproar amongst the Jewish people. He couldn't afford that, so he had to walk a narrow line, trying to appease the Jews, yet trying to get a man off who he knew was not guilty of anything, perhaps only a small mistake. So he did what many politicians and rulers do today. He tried to use some of the old tricks of the trade. You know them. If you have any position of leadership, you know those tricks. The first one, use a little muscle. A little muscle. That's what Pilate did. Try to be stern with those Jews. Try to be stern with Jesus. Jesus didn't even answer him. He tried the second trick. Evasion. Evasion. Once he heard that Jesus was a Galilean, he knew that the governor of Galilee, Herod, he was in Jerusalem for the high holiday season. Tell him that Herod, he belongs under his jurisdiction. <laughs> but Herod, he too is of the same profession. Tricky, foxy Herod. He wasn't going to fall for that trick, which he had used many times himself. Let other people make my decisions. So he sent that to Pilate. And then it was that Pilate involved himself in playing games. Playing games with people, with the love of his life, and with the Son of God. He had in his prison, you see, another Jesus by the name of Jesus Barabbas, the ugliest, most horrible of criminals that he'd ever had in all of his prisons. Oh, surely the people wouldn't allow Barabbas to go free. So he thought he had them tricked into the perfect plan. And even though he was warned by love, 
pilot like any of us continued to play games with himself, with God, and with God, thinking that he could win. But he didn't win. Even washing his hands of innocent blood, that did not excuse him. Pilot, like all of us rulers who are given our authority by God and who try to escape the responsibility which is ours to decide. We crucify our Lord. Yes, Pilate was there when they crucified our Lord. But there were others there as well. The assembly of the elders of the people gathered together, both chief priests and scribes. And they led Jesus away to their council. What on earth are we to do with this Jesus? He's been disrupting our traditions and upsetting people. I heard someone say, the outsiders from Galilee said he was able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. He did? Why, that's blasphemy. You think that's bad? The high priest asked him if he was the Christ, the Son of God. He said that he was, and that God himself would prove it. That's double blasphemy. I tell you, there's only one way to deal with such a fanatic. How's that? That. Yeah. The lights have gone out now on the third scene, and notice where it takes place. At the entrance of the temple, these people symbolize the religious people. The religious people there in the temple influence the rulers here in the palace who gave permission for the soldiers here at the cross to crucify our Lord. If there is to be anyone who is found responsible and guilty for instituting the death of Jesus Christ, it's those religious people. Now, is it that I want? the people that Jesus himself was to be a part of. These were the people who inaugurated and instituted the plan for crucifixion. They've been after him for a long time. Because you see, the religious people in that day, they didn't like Jesus. Jesus was a threat to their traditions. Jesus was a threat to their teachings. Do you know what Jesus called some of those religious people? Hypocrites. That's another word for play-acting. He called them inconsistent. He called them as people who didn't understand the law. He didn't like the way they were fulfilling the law and tried to teach them that love is greater than the law. And they didn't like that. There's something else they didn't like about Jesus. These religious people didn't like the unreligious friends that Jesus had. He eats with publicans and sinners. They didn't want the Son of God when he came in the flesh. And while Jesus was on the hill of Golgotha, being crucified, really because of the religious people, 
religious people on Good Friday day or night go downtown in the place of worship praising God who some they had just crucified. Religious people are often the ones who crucify the Lord the most. Religious people were there when they crucified their our Lord. Wonder if they're here tonight. But yet there are other people there. Now the ones who were holding Jesus mocked him and beat him, and they spoke many other words against him, reviling him. Hey, look at this! There's the one on the cross who calls himself the king of Jews. Yeah, if you're a king, why don't you perform one of your miracles and save yourself, if you have saved others like you claim? Oh, chosen one of God, oh prophet. Prophesy to us good what that struck you. There's another question I'd like to explain. If you're Christ, where's your royal crown? He has a crown. He just doesn't have any jewels in it. You're right. This king has a crown. But it's made from a blood. <laughs> yes, but it's more colorful than a jewel. You see the bright red blood running down his face? Hail, King of the Jews! Hail, King of the Jews! See those people? Way off in the distance. They were there when they crucified our Lord, and they were known then and they're known now as mockers. People who criticize. People who make fun. People who are always lying other people. They didn't bother Jesus too much. Jesus only mocked them. But they got the religious people upset downtown in the temple, who in turn got the politicians and the rulers upset there in the palace, who in turn stirred up these soldiers enough so that they crucified our Lord. The mockers are always with us. They're always way back there on the outside, always presenting some idea, always picking fault, always criticizing, always, 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 always. The mockers. Do not excuse them. For they are ones that bound our Lord also to the accursed tree.
they seized Jesus and led him away. And Peter followed at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard, Peter sat among them. This cake feels so good on such a cool evening. Two, 
three people accused him of being a friend, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And for the first time in three years, Peter used language that he had never used in those 36 months. And he openly, definitely denied his Lord. Just as the Lord was coming out of the place where his legal trial was held, and he saw Peter, and he heard the denial as he too heard the cock crow. And Peter went out and wept. For many people tonight, because of denying their Lord, are weeping, are weeping. For they were there, and they know what it is. Wait, there's one light left. There were others. Excuse me. There was another who was there. Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I shall kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Hail, Master. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Oh, my Lord. What have I done? What have I done to you? I have betrayed you, my master, my friend. I don't want the money. Take your 30 pieces of money still. Oh, Father, I don't want to live anymore. Judas did not live anymore. You see, he was not there the night they crucified our Lord. He wasn't on bulk of the hill, but he was clear on the other side of town, in a cemetery. He was found hanging on a tree and committed suicide. His life still burned, you see. The only lighted candle in this sanctuary is the one there in the mountain representing the light of Jesus. It still shines. Because you see, Judas is a very difficult personality to try to understand. He represents the betrayer. He is the one who started all this. Way back there, way back there, one person, a disciple, started the whole thing which culminated in the death of our Lord. Why, Jesus? Why? Was it for the money? Some people, you know, betray our Lord for money. 
it because you did not feel accepted within the fellowship of the discipleship? Some people, you know, to attract attention because they feel unwanted and needed. They'll do anything, including betray their Lord. Was it because you were disillusioned in the leadership of Christ? There are some you know who think the Lord demands too much and does not reward with enough material benefits. There are some people who think that Judas betrayed his Lord because he wanted to force the hand of Jesus. He wanted to tell God what to do. He knew that God would send down 10,000 angels to save Jesus if he wanted to. And all he was trying to do was to manipulate Jesus into that position where he would have to call down the legions of heaven and overthrow the Roman Empire. And Jesus didn't do that. Judas realized he could not be God. And he went out and he hanged himself. And you see, that's exactly what we do when we betray our Lord for whatever reason. Money, popularity, disappointment. We're in trying to be God. When we do that, we not only betray Jesus, but we take our own lives. Ladies and gentlemen, you have come here tonight, and I'm so grateful for the more than 50 people that have helped in this service of worship to try and give you a different feeling of what it must have been like for those people who were there and were crucified on We have prayed that the Spirit of God would be here on this good Friday night. So that while we look at those personalities, the soldiers, the rulers, the religious, the mockers, the deniers, and yes, the betrayer, we could realize not only what it was like, to be there when they crucified our Lord, but also what it is like to be here as we are crucifying our Lord anew. We're going to leave now. My hope is that after the cast leaves, each one of you will go out as escorted by the usher. Each one of us down the three aisles, looking towards that one candle that still burns. I know some of you will not want to do it audibly, but if you would like, please feel free to do so. Because you see, we want to answer that question that the disciples answered when they were with our Lord the night before he was crucified. Jesus said unto all of his disciples gathered together in that place, One of you will betray me. One of you will betray me. And every one of those disciples, looking to Jesus, asked the same question.
we ask tonight. Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Lord, while we lie.